Sangpala. Welcome to the Rix Podcast. I'm your host, Sonamia Indian. As the education fraternity in the country gears towards the noble task of revolutionizing our education system, the Rix Podcast is happy to bring this special episode on the Royal Academy, a king's vision for education as a humble tribute to commemorate the 41st birth anniversary of His Majesty the King. His Majesty established the Royal Academy in Paro as a model school to foster a new approach to holistic education in keeping with changing times and demands of the 21st century. To ensure that our national hopes and aspirations are reflected in the classrooms of our future generations, clear and profound visions for reforms in the Bhutanese education system have been spelled through the Royal Decree issued on 113th National Day. The Royal Academy aspires to be a center for excellence where education is a dialectical process that enables collaboration among teachers, learners, teacher educators and researchers. We are delighted to welcome two faculty members of the Academy, Ms. Sonam Palden, the Emotional Development Coordinator and Mr. String Nidup, the Cerebral Development Coordinator to talk about the Royal Academy. Welcome to the Rix podcast and thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you and it's a honor as well as a pleasure to be here. To begin with, if you could kindly introduce the Royal Academy to our listeners. What is the vision of the Academy? So the Royal Academy uh, which is located in Pamitsa uh, consists of three centers. We have the school we also have an education research center and we have a teacher development center who works uh, in synergy on the creation of Bhutan Baccalaureate, which is a system of education that strives to help learners actualize their potential across the five areas of development. And the five areas of development are social, emotional, physical, cerebral, and spiritual. And um, it is done so that uh, learners can become constructive, contributory citizens of a just and harmonious society. The Bhutan Baccalaureate uh, is an education system from Bhutan, which can be contextualized in any part of the world, uh, which can be examination board agnostic. So uh, the first uh, institute to come in existence uh, would be the education research. Uh, in the beginning, uh, almost about 12, 13 years ago, uh, the curriculum for the five areas of development emerged from a survey, uh, which included um, responses from the Bhutanese people. And these people uh, came from all walks of life. They were asked, what is it that they want their children to learn? And their responses to this particular question shaped uh, what we call the curriculum for the five areas of development. Then uh, the Education Research Center worked on putting together the framework and create a document which looks at the philosophy, the assessment, uh, as well as the learning process. And then uh, the next institute to come into existence would be the Teacher Development Center, who worked in collaboration with the education department of Oxford University. And uh, they designed a 15 month professional development program for the first cohort of teachers at the Royal Academy. And the last entity to come into existence would be the school, which was started in 2016 with uh, 60 students from 20 Zonkogs. And the number 60, because uh, it was 
uh, started off to commemorate His Majesty the Fort Rugelpo's birth anniversary, the 60th birth anniversary. So that is the Royal Academy in brief. Thank you. Given that the first batch of students are yet to make their mark outside the academy after their graduation next year or the after, on what basis does the three centers assess or ground the efficacy of such approach to education? Yes, uh, <clears throat> that's, I think, a, a question that is asked to us uh, quite often. And uh, like uh, Sonam mentioned, uh, Bhutan Baccalaureate uh, in itself is an evolving uh, learning process. And uh, we are constantly looking at how uh, do we become better uh, as individuals, uh, as institutions, and as a system of education, the Bhutan Baccalaureate itself. Uh, and the first batch of our students uh, who joined us in 2016, uh, they sat for the uh, national examinations, the BCSE examinations uh, at the end of grade 10 uh, in 2019. And uh, the results that they produced were uh, quite uh, amazing. And uh, that uh, gave us the confidence that uh, you could focus on the learning process of the five areas of development and uh, still be able to do well uh, in uh, uh, national examination, which looks at uh, the uh, cerebral development uh, in many ways. Uh, and so uh, that's one area that we look at uh, in terms of how do we assess uh, our own efficacy. Uh, then uh, in terms of looking at uh, how well uh, this uh, five areas of development have helped individuals uh, become constructive contributory citizens of their own communities, uh, I think uh, we're looking at a, a longer time frame because we'll only be able to see when these students graduate from the academy and uh, go on to live their own lives, uh, become part of various communities, whether it's in Bhutan or outside. And uh, that's where we will only be able to see how well they have uh, uh, used the five areas of development in their daily lives to impact uh, their communities. And that's something that uh, the Bhutan Baccalaureate is uh, trying to do uh, to keep track of uh, the uh, people who graduate from here and uh, look at how well they are being able to use the five areas of development. Uh, in terms of uh, constantly benchmarking ourselves uh, with uh, various institutions uh, within and outside Bhutan, uh, who share uh, similar visions of uh, holistic education uh, and uh, the learning process based on the five years of development uh, has been recognized by uh, an organization called 100 uh, in Finland uh, who looks at uh, education systems or educational innovations that uh, are doing very well uh, across the world. So every year they pick uh, 100 innovations. Uh, and since 2017, uh, we featured in the top 100 innovations. Uh, and this is our fifth year that uh, we've been uh, part of the 100th uh, global innovations. Uh, so those are areas that we are constantly looking at and benchmarking ourselves with uh, to uh, constantly evolve this learning process. Thank you. Ma'am Sombalden mentioned on Bhutan Baccalaureate, which is something to look forward to. So how can the three centers work closely with reformers and stakeholders to assist in 
preparing a roadmap for 21st century education in Bhutan, as envisioned by His Majesty. Yeah, um, so Thring mentioned about uh, how we're working with uh, important stakeholders and institutions, not just within the country, but uh, with a lot of uh, institutions and agencies outside the country as well. So 100 and films is, uh, is one. Uh, similarly, we have, uh, from the very beginning, we have been working with uh, the education um, department of Oxford University. And um, in the last three, four years, we've also uh, worked very closely with the Ministry of Education in terms of um, designing and implementing uh, teacher development programs for the teachers uh, within the 20 Zonkags in the country also. We've looked at uh, leadership programs where principals from across the kingdom were called in. And um, this is a, a dream as uh, an aspiration that His Majesty had almost 15 years ago when he first became the king back in 2006. And uh, since then, education has always been in the forefront. And I believe uh, that the Royal Academy is uh, thought of because uh, he wanted to bring about these changes within the education system. And uh, very recently, uh, uh, last December, uh, His Majesty issued the Royal Kasho on education reforms. So if you look at the Royal Kasho also, uh, not just thinking about what are some of the works that we have been able to do, but thinking about what are some of the works that still needs to be done in order to bring about that desired reforms as well as transformation in our own education system. I feel like there are a lot of uh, possibilities as well as opportunities for all the relevant stakeholders within the country to come together and um, work on the Royal Kashola. Las, thank you, La. So how does the unique approach to education adopted by the Academy reflect the changing opportunities and challenges, La? Yes. Um, so I think uh, one of the challenges uh, in many ways uh, that education systems, uh, not just in Bhutan, but across the world are facing is uh, children learn content and uh, we are aware uh, with the technology and with internet, uh, the content just keeps changing. You know, the maths that you learned five years ago, even ourselves are uh, almost uh, no longer relevant. And the pace at which this is changing is uh, really fast. So um, what we want to look at and the approach at the Royal Academy and uh, in the Bhutan Baccalaureate is uh, we use content to help learners develop the skills, processes, and watermarks. And that becomes the core of the learning process. And uh, that is where uh, you, know, you are constantly trying to use the skills that you picked up. And that's where you can then use the skills that you might have picked up in mathematics to learn uh, Zonka or learn uh, physical development. Uh, so that's, that's a term that we quite often use, uh, it's called cross-pollination, uh, not just cross-pollination uh, of ideas and domains, but also cross-pollination of the roles that 
people play. Uh, so there's a lot of synergy between uh, the three centers that we talked about at the Royal Academy. Uh, a teacher at the Royal Academy is also uh, part of the research center uh, as a researcher, and they are also faculty at the teacher development center. And likewise, the most important role that the children play uh, as a uh, teachers for their peers, as well as teachers in the teacher development center as a, uh, to help the teachers in their professional development. Uh, so there's a lot of cross-pollination uh, that uh, needs to be looked at. And I think uh, world over, uh, that's something that uh, the move in education is happening towards. You, know, you are no longer learning static content. Uh, what you need is the skills and uh, the process of learning uh, to be able to deal with any content that keeps on changing. Uh, and uh, that way, and also with technology right now, uh, you can do a lot of uh, two things. One is individualization. So you can use technology to curate individual pathways for individual students or teachers. But at the same time, you can use technology to create communities, uh, whether it's online learning communities and doesn't necessarily have to be teachers and students. It can be people from diverse backgrounds. And uh, that's the opportunity that technology presents uh, where you can individualize things while at the same time, you can also create communities and a sense of community, uh, whether it's a physical community or whether it's a virtual community, uh, those are the opportunities that we see. Les, thank you. And it is also interesting to note that the assessment and teaching plans are personalized according to the needs of students at the Royal Academy. So if you could kindly share something on this. Les, um, so at the core of uh, the whole learning process, uh, we have something called a roadmap. And roadmap is uh, the way of giving a sense of ownership uh, as well as the responsibility and accountability to learners. And uh, when we refer to learners, uh, it's not just the children. Uh, we're saying the teachers need to be constantly in a learning mode. So if you're not learning from your students, if you're not learning from your interactions with others, there's uh, uh, no way that you're going to be able to help somebody else learn. So in that sense, uh, we create roadmaps. And the roadmap is based on uh, our own uh, backstories, the experiences that uh, make each one of us up, uh, you know, the kind of experiences you have grown up as a child and the education that you have had so far uh, all contributes to your roadmap, uh, your backstory, which uh, then helps you identify your strengths as well as the areas that you need to improve in. And that becomes a roadmap. And all of us, uh, whether it's students or teachers, create roadmaps. And uh, when we begin, uh, we collect a, a baseline for each student. Uh, and uh, just about two weeks ago, we had uh, our grades eight and nine students who've been away for a fair amount of time last year. Uh, when the schools closed, they were at home. Uh, they continued some experiences online and they learned from their communities. Uh, so when they came back, uh, uh, we just completed the whole uh, baseline program where we designed experiences for them to showcase what they have learned, but also figure out what are the areas that uh, we need to help them in. So this baseline is then used to create individual roadmaps, which is a collaborative process between a teacher and student, uh, uh, which we refer to as mentors. So each teacher is a mentor and they help their children create 
roadmaps, put down indicators of success. You know, what does success mean to you? How do you see yourself growing in two weeks or in a month's time? And then that uh, roadmap, along with uh, the assessment that we do, uh, which is almost uh, the kind of review papers that we create, uh, we create individualized review papers for each student. So if a Zonka teacher has 15 children or 30 students in their group, uh, in their class, they will create uh, an individualized review paper for the child to showcase what they have learned and also challenge them with uh, some other aspects uh, of Zonka. Uh, And all these then culminate into an individual report, uh, which is a combination of the roadmap, the reviews that are done, as well as uh, the teachers and the students' observation of their own growth in the five areas of uh, development. And also to take the skills processes and watermarks forward, uh, we create something called cross-pollination reviews, which uh, an example of it is, you know, your a question in uh, English can be asked in Zonka and you have to demonstrate your response uh, through a mathematical uh, solution. Uh, so bringing in various aspects of it together. So those are various ways that we look at. And also I talked about uh, the role that children play as uh, teachers. So we get children to bring uh, resources from their communities in the form of songs, dances, food recipe uh, patterns, which are then used in the learning process as uh, part of the curriculum, uh, the resources as part of the curriculum. And uh, His Majesty's uh, speeches and addresses uh, are used to help children you know, learn speaking and reading and writing in uh, Zonka and English. So uh, we look at each student as uh, resource providers to help each other learn. That is very unique indeed. La. Thank you. La. And having tutored students following both the conventional Bhutanese education system and the new approach to teaching and learning at the Royal Academy, if you could kindly share with us some of your personal observations as educators. Um, I think the biggest um, difference between where I was and where I am at the moment would be in terms of the ownership that I have uh, in terms of the kind of growth that I want to see in myself. And that's the same kind of ex- uh, expectation that we have of our students also. Uh, students come here and then they look at what is it that they want to learn and how is it that they want to learn. And uh, Tsering just spoke about how learning, the entire learning experience is uh, very in individualized and contextualized to the individual needs and requirements of each learners. So the roadmap is one area where these individualization and contextualization takes place. And a lot of uh, your own growth and uh, your own progress and development uh, is entirely dependent on uh, you. So you have a lot of ownership when it comes to what is it that you want to learn and how is it that you want to learn. Then the second thing is we do not look at uh, content or knowledge in silos, uh, whether it's maths, whether it's uh, physics, whether it's chemistry, we look at it through the lens of uh, cross-pollination. So everything is uh, interconnected and um, these interconnections can be looked at through uh, the development of skills. 
and to looking at learning as a process, like what process works for you and what doesn't work for you. If something doesn't work for you, how do you make it work? And in the process of observing the entire process, what are some of the values or the watermarks that you develop, whether it's a watermark of resilience, when you meet challenges and obstacles, you learn not to give up, but find a different way of learning that. So those are one ways. The other is um, uh, as learners, whether you're an adult learner or whether you're a young learner student, you have a lot of uh, opportunities in terms of uh, developing yourself, your passions, your interests. So for the grade uh, 11 and 12, we have concepts such as uh, the self-curated area. So at the moment, uh, if you look at some of our grade 12 students, they're learning about astronomy, they're learning about dermatology, they're learning about artificial intelligence, they're learning about coding. So these are self-led learning. And um, it's really amazing to see that children at such young age become independent uh, learners who are self-driven and self-motivated. So those are a few observations that I can uh, share with you and the audience, yeah. Las, thank you, La. And who can attend schooling at the Royal Academy, La? If you could also share with us on how the selections are being done, La. So, uh, Sonam mentioned about um, uh, us starting with uh, 60 students. Uh, and now we are uh, going into almost 300 students from grade 7 to 12. Uh, and uh, the most important uh, criteria for us when we select student is um, the national character representation, uh, which uh, His Majesty's uh, very clearly laid out that um, the school at the Royal Academy will always have children from all 20 Zonkaks uh, in Bhutan. Uh, so that's an important uh, uh, criteria that we look at. So we have every cohort of student uh, has a representation from all the 20 Zonkaks. Um, the numbers vary depending on how many students we take uh, in a year. Uh, and then uh, we have a mix of students from uh, economically challenged backgrounds. Um, the uh, students who are part of Gebe uh, Toze, the program that His Majesty uh, has initiated uh, for a long time now. Uh, and uh, also, uh, mixing that up with uh, academic toppers from uh, some districts. So, uh, at the moment, uh, the student characters that we, the representation that we have of uh, 300 students, uh, around uh, 70 to 80 percent uh, comes from uh, the Gebitoze, and then we have around uh, 25 to 30 percent of uh, academic toppers uh, covering all the. Uh, 20 Zonkaks, which uh, in many ways help us, uh, like I was saying, the kind of uh, resources that the children bring from their communities. Uh, so it gives a wider uh, spectrum of things that we can collect from all 20 districts uh, of Bhutan. Uh, for example, we uh, have a collection of uh, local stories or uh, folk tales almost from uh, ver various parts of uh, the 20 districts of Bhutan. And likewise, we have a collection of patterns from the 20 districts. Uh, so uh, those are uh, the areas that we look at uh, when we look at the uh, selection of students. Thank you. La. This is my final question. What are the future plans of the academy and 
how does it plan to evolve to achieve its mission of harnessing or awakening the primordial wisdom of every learner yes, um so we've started with the uh, the relic academy working on bhutan baccalaureate and uh, we and our uh, collaborations with oxford uh, so in 2019 uh, oxford uh, university conducted uh, a study uh, looking at uh, the various educational systems in the world uh, uh, who strives to look at holistic education. Uh, so whether it's the uh, academic boards of India or Thailand or Singapore or Japan or the US and uh, the systems such as the IGCS, the IGCSE and the IBs and uh, the uh, report that was uh, published by Oxford um, affirms that uh, there is a place for uh, Bhutan Baccalaureate in the world uh, so then as a system of holistic education and the Rel Academy's work will constantly be on evolving the learning process uh, and uh, like uh, Sonam mentioned the, the process of uh, the learning process can be contextualized uh, in different parts of uh, Bhutan as well as outside. Uh, and contextualization as a word is very important for us. We are not saying we can, uh, what works in the Royal Academy in Pambisa may not necessarily work in, uh, even within Bhutan, you know, uh, in Timpu or uh, in Tashigang. So if it doesn't work within Bhutan itself, there's no way it can work in any other part of the world. So. It needs to be contextualized. There will be things that are similar, but the contextualization is the key part to making it work. And then, uh, like we mentioned earlier, you know, we are constantly collaborating with uh, the Ministry of Education in terms of developing and conducting professional development for program uh, programs for teachers uh, within the ministry, and also uh, helping them to contextualize and uh, implement this learning process. Uh, and likewise, we are constantly benchmarking ourselves uh, with the leading educational institutions in the world. Uh, and just uh, about a month ago, uh, we had uh, looked at the OECD uh, Learning Compass uh, 2030. Uh, and they set out the kind of things that uh, education systems and OECD should be trying to achieve in 2030. And, and uh, we have something called a learning framework, which uh, an annual learning framework, which sets out uh, the, uh, the way forward for the academy. And when we look at that, there is a lot of similarities between uh, the OECD learning compass and uh, the Royal Academy's learning framework. And of course, there are uh, certain components that are uh, different for these two uh, institutions. Uh, but what we find out is some of the things that OECD wishes to achieve by 2030, uh, we've achieved them in the last four years. And uh, we are constantly trying to look at uh, how we can evolve the learning process for ourselves. Uh, so that's in some ways uh, looking at how uh, the, the future plans for uh, the Royal Academy as an institution uh, guided by uh, His Majesty's philosophy of uh, enriching the education system uh, in Bhutan. Last, thank you. Thank you for sharing with us our King's vision for education. And thank you very much for your time.
With this, we come to the end of the program. We would like to thank all our listeners for joining us. Please do take care and stay safe. Though.